three, two, one. Welcome to Sober in the States Basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Jorge and Alec. My body was unclean, a sickness unseen. But we are back, possibly on your touch screen, lathered up in sunscreen. It's episode 19. I missed y'all. What's up? Mans took a week off and came back with absolute heat. I'm rested. I'm ready heat. to go. All-star yeah, weekend, bars. baby. All-star weekend. We, we took <laughs> off. We didn't play any games. We just stood around and just watched guys one v one each other the whole time. Like, dude, it was great. We had so much fun, but we're rested, ready to go. The NBA kicked off tonight. Weird lock on a Thursday. It's weird. By the time this comes out, your lineups will already be dead, most likely, because I don't know what the heck was going on. I had such a hard time setting up my lineups this week. It was intense. We got a bunch of sober news. We missed a week. I'm sorry. I was ill for shill, but. We're here, Alec. How are you? What are we doing? What's what are we doing? Oh, hey, I am I am fantastic. Um, this is the first time we're recording since the very big news broke. Um, we are now officially a pro Patrick Beverly podcast um, oh, because Lord. he is now with the Chicago Bulls. So um, I just wanted to start that out. I know earlier in the podcast, uh, it was one of the earlier episodes. Um, I said, "Do not have that man on your team." Um, if we could go back and delete that clip, um, I. I mean, this man's going to lead us to the playoffs. Well, can we just say that we said don't buy Pat Bev. And then he got traded to the Magic somehow. And then he ended up on the Bulls anyway. So what full circle? So we're, we're, in the we're States officially is massive. a Pat Bev podcast. We're, I mean, this is this is fantastic. We're, we're so massive that we got someone like Trippin' B to want to come back on our show again. Again. That's how massive we are. He just loves coming to hang out with us. How are you doing today, buddy? I do love coming to hang out with you guys, and I'm excited that Alex Alec is excited over uh, Patty Bev joining the Bulls. I saw the headline that said Bulls signed Beverly for playoff push, and I immediately thought of Alec, and I thought, thought I thought we wrote these guys off. I, I was a guest on this episode where we we were talking Bulls lottery uh, situation, and now they're a potential playoff team. You got to be loving it, man. Thanks for having oh, me. Oh, it is. This is fantastic. It's a great time to be a Bulls fan. It's a great time to be a listener of the show. We got a great guest on. We got some big topics. I mean, I'm. I'm excited. I haven't been this excited for one of our episodes in I don't even know how long. This is good. Yeah. No, it, it really feels, and we've said it uh, the last couple of episodes, you know, like it kind of got a little quiet. So we came out hitting hard and fast, and then things settled down a little bit. And all we needed was a little break. We needed to catch up on some Zs. And all of a sudden, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Here we are. And we had to bring on Trippin because there's so many things floating around. So many things have happened. So much chaos chaos in the sober community it's just been pretty wild but we're here we're going to talk about it real quick off the top eastern and western competitions are coming back in game week 38 and 39 yes rare super rare you are feeling the love too it is coming to you as well so that'll be fun it'll be interesting some more lineups for you to stick into and then team collections team collections are now available on silver nba where the more cards you collect for a certain team it kind of takes that one off and then you feel special about yourself when you collect them all i only need like four magic cards to complete the set i just did that on my own because i'm a nerd how do you guys feel about these collections cool yay nay will you be doing them or eh? 
Big time, yay. I mean, they added it to, to baseball in the offseason, so nice that they added it to basketball. Um, it's not something that I'm necessarily going to go out and try and complete one. Um, I would love to do the Bulls ones, but, I mean, just kind of between Levine, DeRozan, and Vooch, that can kind of get expensive and, and blow most of my gallery. So um, I won't be completing it, but it is kind of cool. I was just taking a look to see kind of who I have the most of and, and kind of going from there. So um, definitely kind of a, a cool thing to, to keep track of, and especially if you're you know a diehard fan or you're going for – um, you know, that magic collection, you can easily follow along, say, Hey, I need, you know, these three guys. And, um, hopefully they're not guys that are in the G league that, that they don't have cards just yet. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely pretty cool to see them adding it to, uh, to basketball for sure. What about you, Trip? Are you collected? Uh, I'm a collector. You know, I, I, I wish, uh, I, uh, they started the collections thing with the world cup, you know, collecting national cards. And I didn't go hard after that. I already have easily the best Charlotte FC, uh, football cards collection on, on the store platform undeniable just an objective fact and uh there literally can't be a better one than mine because i have like more than half of the uniques available That's but no uh, <laughs> but the uh uh collections then came to baseball i haven't really chased hard after those but i plan to like build a rangers collection as i as i go throughout the season I need some more ETH balance, to be honest, to be perfectly honest, but prices are low, so maybe it's the time to do it. But I just like, I like the idea of collections just in general in principle. I think there needs to be some kind of like club shop, team badge, uh, profile type reward type stuff that you can get. Just, it doesn't have to be more cards, doesn't have to be ETH. It just has to be something that's like fun and free, uh, but still gives you status for finishing off a collection. I think that needs to happen. I mean, you have it on, you can show it off on your page a little bit, I guess, but like there needs to be some type of like special banner or something like that. Like hopefully they'll figure it out. I know SoRare has been really busy uh, all over the place. They're a fast growing company that still probably doesn't have enough employees, even though they've like ballooned their staff size. They added the premiership. They're hosting uh, influencers and ambassadors and all this stuff. They're, they're trying to bring along the free to play mode to, to bring in new users while in you know in theory trying to keep the whales happy that probably they probably been slipping on the keep the whales happy part of that uh -oh. equation lately if you follow anything about soda on twitter you can definitely be sure that like user sentiment is kind of re reaching a low point yeah yeah exactly <laughs> think, think, things are trending down but like i've been as i'm not a so rare super og i joined in february 21 like right before gary v tweeted basically so like could have been the best possible time. Unfortunately, I didn't know what I was doing, so I didn't really take advantage of the most. But uh, what I do know is that I remember like June and July of 21, there was like, there was a pretty good card crash back then. So this is not the first crash that I've been through that I can think of. I remember that one kind of came like when Limiteds, that was, then Limiteds came out in August of 21, right? And that kind of like changed the game for a lot of people and like led to a lot of new users signing up and things like that. And then we... We've just had like kind of these, and then MLB started, and that led to a big pop in users buying cards and cards being on. And then NBA was a huge pop. You saw the the hockey stick growth if, on the on the charts on so rare data that lists like number of users with X number of cards, and like that stuff's just not sustainable. You know, nothing, things don't just go up and up and up and up and up and up and up forever. Like if you've been in crypto, I've been I've owned crypto for six seven years. I've seen I've seen wow. Bitcoin go from. 1000 so you're on your second cycle right somebody like yeah 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 when i first <laughs> bought my first bitcoin that i ever bought was one it was at 1k was the price for bitcoin 1000 us dollars wow. so and then i it rode up to like 20 you know within 12 15 months of me buying it rode up to 20k then crashed all the way back down to 3k it was we had 3k bitcoin going for a long time before it like popped huge in 2020 21 
went up to like 60, 70 K. So like I, I've ridden the roller coaster. I'm happy to keep riding it with SoRare. I, I, I'm actually way more concerned. My beasts with SoRare all have to do with like small failures and like little things that they keep messing up in terms of reward pools and the swaps issues. That's been a big controversy lately. I, I, I don't think SoRare necessarily has a responsibility to like try to manipulate the market. I know they they do a little bit, but like I don't like these people who are tweeting like, "Ah, oh, SoRare is not protecting our card values. Why are all my cards going down?" Well, it's like. You knew they were going to mint up to a thousand rares in NBA and five thousand limiteds. Like you knew that was possible. So like you have to if you if you didn't take that into account when you were first making purchases and stuff like that. That's on you. I, I personally believe. I mean, I, I know like everyone, uh, not everyone, but a lot a lot of people, a lot of what I would call new users to this platform are always like slow the auction. So rare, you know, so rare can help us out by slowing down these auctions and and then you know the demand is not there to support this supply. Well you knew what the supply potentially could be the whole time. So it's like, I, I, I get that, like, we wouldn't, I, I understand, like, you don't want Sora to just dump the whole supply at once. And, and I get it. But like, Sora doesn't make money off of secondary sales. They have the they have the fee now in, in NBA and MLB, but that's like, and that's way too high, in my opinion, the 5%. But like, that's just brand new. The way Sora makes money is auctions. So asking them to slow down the auctions, this is not going to happen. Not going to happen. You might as well ask uh, your dog to write, uh, an essay on war and peace, but because you have about as good a chance of that happening. Yeah. And, and, and there, and there's, Oh, wow. There's so much to unpack there. And there's so much, so much truth and God's rationality. Just why would you be so upfront and just to the point? That's just, that's not I what we do out there for you. I, we speculate. Was, I, I we get emotional. On that. You knock it out of the car. <laughs> All right. I'm emotional. Okay. My money's at the line. And look, it is such a short term minded thing, right? Like I get it. Things aren't looking right. And then you're going and you're just like complaining on the internet, which is fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions. And, you know, that's valid too. But then you're like claiming all these things and this and that, and then just jumping on this bandwagon and that bandwagon. You're not stopping and taking a look. It's like, you're right. There, there's a certain amount of cards, which we're not even close to, right? There's like a fifth of the NBA cards right now in the limited market that are actually minted. It's really not that much. And if a bunch of people are going to continue to come on the platform, it's just not going to be enough. And it's, uh, it's just, it blows my mind that we're in the middle of the season. It's it, more than the middle of the season. It's coming to an end. There's like these NBA teams have 20 ish games left. You know, we're in the back stretch of the season. We know, we know a lot of the teams that are going to be at the top. They're going to make the playoffs. We know a lot of the teams that aren't and they're on Wemby watch. So yeah, there's going to be a discrepancy in prices. And a lot of these cards are going to devaluate because you know, that's just the way this game works. And I know a lot of people that are playing the NBA game are very new to so rare too. And I know that kind of makes it difficult because a lot of them may have issues because they were on the top shot side and they've seen this before and they think it's, Oh my God, here we go again. But in reality, these are just the ebbs and flows of the so rare market. Like you said, right. it, you can't go up into the right forever. Eventually it has to cool down and you see it in the entire economy right now, which is another big factor. The economy has right, been way right. too hot for 15, 20 years, just been just roaring pandemic right. happened. Things kind of halted. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, well maybe Facebook doesn't need to be this big. Maybe yeah. Amazon doesn't need to be this big. And all of a sudden things are correcting. But when you start freaking out, you cause a snowball effect and it just continues to tumble. And but now like, we have a snowball. That's I would say it's uncouth behavior from some of the whales in this game. I, I know that they're hit the hardest in theory by card values dropping, especially high dollar cards, but also in theory, they're 
the best equipped players to handle a downswing. So maybe, you know, it's not like everything's down for them and all the, the, the limited only players are like raking in the bucks. Everything's down for everybody. So I just think there's a lot of myopia and like people that are only focused on themselves. This is one of my biggest pet peeves in so rare always is like these quote unquote experts who will, will have all these grand plans. Like this is what so rare should do. You know, you'll see like a 10 paragraph post in discord or like a 20 teeth tweet thread or whatever. And it's like, it's like, so rare should do this, 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 and this. And that's the only way that so rare is going to survive. And it just so happens that this, 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 and this are like the perfect, like uh, perfectly slated to like benefit them specifically. Everyone thinks that what will benefit them individually is quote unquote, the only way for so rare to be sustainable. It's just so funny. I've seen it over and over again over the last couple of years. And it's like, everyone thinks they're like so sharp with this, they're, they're, you know, self-interested plans that they want to pass off as like being for the community. It's so funny and so pathetic actually on, on a lot of levels. Like there's people that are like OGs in this game who pretty much embarrassed themselves uh, on social media over the last few days. And that's my take on it. So. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, just looking at the, the scare or not the scarces, excuse me, how many cards are being minted right now on the limited side, the cards that have the most that are been minted already, we're only at 1100. We're over halfway through the season and we're at, just over 25% of the cards that have been released. Um, and on the, the rare side, we're only at 205 out of a thousand super rare. I think we were, let me see. I was just looking at this now. Um, Look how much worse it could be 22 <laughs> out of a hundred, like for all of these. Yeah. Like yeah, for yeah, all yeah, of these, we're right at about like a quarter of the way of minting these and we're over halfway through the season, like right. not by like one game, like we are multiple games over halfway through the season and we are nowhere close to being all like having all these cards minted. And, and if the they follow that, the like, model of baseball, then you know the offseason is going to slow down the auctions significantly. So correct. And you like, know the baseball. I don't think they'll even get to 50% mints on almost all players. I don't know. I don't think so. Not at all. I mean, baseball, they started halfway through the season and they really slowed it down. Basketball, we started on day one, like when the season started, or a couple days before, actually. But either way, like we started before the season and we're still not at 50%. Like the the number that they're minting that it says on the card is not the number that actually gets released. And you know that going into it, like, you know, if you're buying a limited, they're going to release at a maximum one third. Yeah. 1000, sorry, 10, 5,000. My number is way off here. Um, 5,000 5, limited, 1,000. Too many sports. Yeah. Too many sports. It's, it's, it's a whole lot. Um, you know, the number that they're going to, the maximum that they're going to release. So to sit there and say, Oh, they're releasing too many just doesn't make sense. It, it'd be one thing if they said, we're going to release a, question or a mystery amount you kind of have to figure it out and go from there that's totally fine get upset but you know exactly how many they're going to release you know if you buy in early the cards are going to be more expensive it's going to help you earlier on because less people have them but as that season goes on more people are getting them unless you play unique in which case you're the only one to get it and if you have the Giannis unique congratulations once again i hate that i wish it was my card but just couldn't work out that way uh, but like Bro, you, you tried so hard i know yeah, I mean, I was sitting there watching it like, God, if I had this money, that would be phenomenal. Like I could sell well, my gallery 10 times and still come nowhere close to it. Did you see uh, indicative of like uh, the the crash uh, market that we're in right now? Do you, I mean, Paul George unique went for like three and a half ETH right? or four, almost like four ETH, I think, like the other day. So really with uh, the look back too. that was the one that was looking. Yeah, back, yeah, right? yeah. The action look shot back at it, yeah, which feels pretty cheap for unique considering I paid like half. 0.5 for uh uh i sold a, a evita zubak 
uh, super rare for one foot, 1.1 ETH. And then the Paul George unique goes for only like 3.8. So we're definitely in a crash, but you just got to ride it out, take advantage of the discount prices. And if you believe in the product, just trust that like it, the, the announcement of premier league and the, the way the world cup game ran, those are like, those are like seismic shifting events, but it, you don't automatically just jump from a hundred K users to a million users just because you got the premier league, you know, like, right. so like it's, it takes time. People take time. Maybe people, the, the enhancement of the free to play game, as good as it is, it made it more fun. And we all love that. And that brings more players in. That means people might stick around in the free to play mode a little bit longer than they would have if it was still the old style. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, the, like making the free to play more enticing, it slows down the market. It's just the fact of the matter. And it may not make everybody happy, but like, and what do you want Sora to do? Like they can only do so much. I don't know. I don't know why I'm defending Sora so much here. I'm usually criticizing you all the time. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, uh, Who are well, you? What this time it's real really not. Yeah. It's really not their fault this time. Like some sometimes it is. I will admit, but this time it's more like right. There's a lot of other factors. Yeah, and it kind of it's kind of a good segue into the next thing you guys want to talk about, right? Uh, if if I can, which was the free to play changes that are coming to common modes here in NBA. Oh, buddy, we were just we were just not talking bad about silver. Let me tell you, all right? I'm gonna start talking bad about silver a little bit. Quick little one in here. <laughs> all right, if you want to get a little spicy, all right, it's not market prices. It's gonna be decisions that silver are making. What the heck are they thinking? Updating this common game and towards the end of the season when it's been fine, completely just shutting it down. No more commons. All those commons that you've been grinding for all season. <laughs> gone finito can't really use them anymore look if you're brand new to silver nba this is incredible for you the just the progression the pushing you towards because i gotta admit if i was coming on to silver nba right now and i was entering these common competitions and there was people like me putting in you know tatum Giannis, halliburton and devin booker in a lineup you know with a low l10 guy just swooping up all the rewards yeah i would quit playing this game too so a lot of these competitions are great the progression that they did for the beginners is great, but why did you have to take away the common champion and common contenders to do that? Should have left those competitions be, let them it is, but add these other modes and let beginners kind of ease into it. But instead, they tossed it all up, they turned it around. No matter how many times I read this medium post that you should go read because so rare post them and they want you to read them. And guess what? It still doesn't really make sense to me. So Alec, can you maybe explain this a little bit more? It's kind of what happened, what went away maybe put you on the spot a little yeah, bit <laughs> i would love to try and explain my understanding of it but to be perfectly honest the more i read it the more frustrated and confused that i get <laughs> um so i'm going to do my very best here so I, I apologize in advance um but basically kind of what it is is it's similar to what they did with football where you had um the different levels as you score whether you score a certain um certain overall score you rank in the certain percentage of the leaderboard you kind of progress up in there so kind of like what you mentioned where you're not going up against if you're brand new you're not playing a guy who's been playing since day one has all these incredible cards this way you can kind of work your way up so from that aspect it's great but then at the same time if you've been playing this entire time the only competition now that you can play is contender which right. the best part about playing commons is the fact that you could play champion Depending on how you did that week, you could either win a tier one or I believe it was tier two in common, or you could potentially win a limited with and grow your gallery even further and then make that jump from simply free to play to now all of a sudden you have a couple of cards, you put a little money in, you're unlocking more scarcities in tournaments. So that I think is what's incredibly frustrating, especially given the fact that we just had such a successful all-star weekend with competitions. 
Like you had, you had the tournament that was just for Saturday night. You got points. As long as you had someone playing, you got points, which at that point you pretty much want to reward regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people ended up getting really good rewards just from having random guys that were in the dunk contest or in the three point contest. And even in the all-star game, if you had guys that didn't play a whole lot, you still most likely came close to winning a reward. And to kind of see that after such a successful weekend where the NBA is kind of all coming together and celebrating where Sober now just kind of pulls the rug out from under us, just, just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And especially after what they did with football, where they just completely scrapped commons altogether. Like I, I never played the pay to the pay side of uh sower football, but I played commons and it was fun to kind of work my way up. And even though I wasn't good at it, like it was fun every now and then you'd, I'd win a tier one or a star. And I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. Like now I'm slowly starting to get a chance. And just like that, it was gone. And it, it kind of feels very similar to what they did with basketball. And it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. I look, I get you want to make changes. I get you want to improve your game. That's fine. We're so close to the end of the season. Like, why didn't they just hold off and then just right. kind of keep it for next right. year? Like, it doesn't really make sense that they kind of just toss it all up. And we already don't have places to put our cards. And now we have even less and a bunch of fun comments taking up a bunch of space. Yeah, that is a big problem. I think Andrew Laird tweeted out something like, I own 80 NBA cards and I can only play 15 of them uh, this game week or something like that. Because I think he's just in the limited division. But it's still, it's like, it's like, that's, that's no fun for anybody, you know? Like, yeah. like, like when you, we have all these unused assets. I would, I have Trey Young and Joel Embiid in training line in this week this uh, game week that launched today because it just was no real you know I got Jokic and Doncic in my limited champion uh, champion and there's really no place for Embiid or Trey to go at that point so uh, it's tough. Did you Alec? Let me ask you. You so you don't like the the new amateur modes that have been added to the soccer side. You you don't like the draft swap style that they. Uh, so I mean, I, I guess that I I do like the draft aspect. I really only play Premier League because I could put in a La Liga draft, but I really know right. nothing yeah, about exactly. it. So there's no point <laughs> yeah. in me like grinding for it. Even in Premier League, I, yeah. You can win limiteds in that Premier League uh, amateur mode, which is nice. I I actually like the changes they brought to soccer commons but i think it's going to take a while like i said for that to really build up i think people are going to like it so much that they stay in that division longer and it might delay yeah. them uh buying mm-hmm. limited cards and, and rare cards it may make them savvier it may make them like but uh like make smarter purchases and they don't uh buy dumb cards so i think that's that's one of the good things about it i just think you know people need to be patient and let these new game modes come across but i gotta admit that i'm as far when it comes to the nba i i did read the medium post I do have a little bit of a handle on what they're trying to do, but I just didn't pay that much attention to it. But it looks like the, you know, I kind of just throw random lineups in the common contest this week and in previous weeks. And now, uh, but I did take common champion very seriously because you can win limited cards in there. So I was, it was competitive. It's hard to be good at common champion. Especially this late in the season. Yeah. Like with, with how many T ones that people won from both contender and champ, like it was incredibly competitive and the best part, it was free to play. Like I will never own a Giannis limited. Like, it's just, it's not in my budget unless I trade half my gallery. But for me to be able to throw him, Jokic, Doncic, well, I don't have a Doncic, but uh, him, Giannis, LeBron, like, to throw those guys in a lineup is is just, it's fun. Like, as a basketball fan, that makes it so much better that I can not only watch these guys on TV, but I can now win rewards and better cards from playing them in lineups. It, it It's a really weird change that they did. Obviously, it doesn't really affect much. We'll get over it. Last, since we brought up the kind of football amateur draft kind of stuff how would you guys feel if they brought that over to nba because that's one of the things that kind of popped into my mind when i was reading over their medium like they had this 
new comment progression. It's like, okay, well, same thing as last time. We're stuck with all these unused comments. So why wouldn't they just do the same thing and do a draft style free to play NBA? Would you guys, would you guys play that? Would it be cool? Would that be something that could kind of stick around? Cause obviously there's something with their common model that they start these games off with and something, obviously they have way more data than we do. They see a lot more, you know, points that we don't see. Obviously they have all this data coming in. So obviously they're seeing that something's not uh, working there. So would you guys be opposed for something like the draft style to come to NBA? I, I would, I'd be all for it. I, I, I like it. I like the way the draft drafting and swapping works in the, on the soccer side. And I think the ability to, get hot players and get quote unquote cheat code players that might be popping up for a particular game week, be more accessible in the common version like that. And like, you can like really go, my, my concern would be that it might make two, like people will sort of flock to the chalk, like they do in like DraftKings and things like that, where like all of a sudden you're going to get huge ownerships on these guys. Like this, there'll be like an optimal lineup, like right. some would, would have, might be able to push like, here's the optimal lineup for the week and uh, everyone will swap to those guys that that could be the downside, I suppose. But I love to be contrarian. I, I like to go against the grain. So like if I have actually an idea of like, wow, 60% of the field is going to be duped on this one lineup. I'll take that all day because then I just need to beat it by one point and I've beaten 60% of the field. Mm-hmm. So uh, it comes and goes, there's pros and cons. And I don't know exactly if it w- would work as well as soccer because there's just so many more soccer players who will do good in the scoring matrix, even when they break it down league by league. So I don't know if it would be as successful, but I'd be willing to try it because this mo, this new, uh, you know, the, the pickup game, the, the common uh, uh, progression system. I just don't know. I, I'll probably never play it to be honest. Cause I'm just like, I, I, I may not never get, I may never progress to like the, back to get back to common contender uh, as being an option. <laughs> I might just like never play common pickup. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I will say though, like the, the names that they did pick for the common competitions, it is kind of cool that it wasn't just like beginner one, beginner two and going from there. Like the fact that it kind of related to like basketball is kind of little kinda fun in that sense. Yeah. So kind of that I have you guys here and kind of that we're talking about this progression and the mix of commons and things that have happened in other sports kind of want to open Pandora's box a little bit because Alec, obviously you play baseball pretty heavily and that's about to start ramping up as the NBA season starts winding down for those that are new to so rare and might need something to do and want to throw more money at a game. That'll just go down in value as the season progresses. There's two other sports that you can play. If you live in the Americas, MLS ramps up this weekend that we're all excited about. I know Trippin's excited about it. I'm excited about it. I know Chris, if he's paying attention, he's excited about it. It's going to be a really great thing. Alec, well, y'all are baseball heads too, man. I'm the only one that doesn't play baseball. Y'all are into the other sports. How are you guys kind of managing playing multiple sports? Because this is something that if people are playing NBA now, they're going to have to start thinking about if they want to keep going or they kind of just want to sit around for the off season. So how are, I'll take the CU first, Alec. How are you finding playing NBA, staying competitive, staying in the market, but then also kind of prepping for a new sport on the side? Because it, it should be kind of time to start buying, even though I know the MLB market's a little weird, but how are you kind of looking at that strategic wise? Yeah. So the, the MLB market's very weird right now. Um, so I can kind of flip it back to when, when basketball first started. And I mean, this is kind of what I did. And I think this is most important for someone who 
either wants to get into both sports or is in both sports and doesn't know kind of what to do, um, kind of look at them separate and create a budget for both. Um, I knew what I put into baseball. I knew what I wanted to put into basketball. Um, and rather than kind of lumping those together so that I would have to be like, oh, like I spent more on baseball, not to spend less on basketball. I kind of just completely separated and said, this is how much I want to put into baseball. This is how much I want to put into basketball. And that way, like if there's a baseball card that I want, I know I have this much of my budget left to go after. And I don't have to sell basketball cards. Now, if you kind of want to lump those together, you're more than welcome to, but just kind of it, for me, if I were to do that, I know it could get out of hand very quick where now I'm just constantly pumping money and rather than trying to manage it. So um, that was kind of what I did when, when basketball first started. Now, now that baseball is getting ready to pick back up again, um, I haven't fully decided if I'm going to slowly sell off part of my basketball um, lineup to kind of kind of buy some spot players here. Um, I'm leaning against it, but it is kind of something that that popped up here um, kind of with some of these guys that are in low L10s that are are fine for this year. But I know once we get into next season are really either going to be out of the league or just aren't going to see my lineup, um, maybe just kind of try and flip them for what I can. So that way, you know, that can kind of either go towards more basketball cards or even just flip that to baseball. But um, the baseball market's very weird right now because every like there's there's very little cards that are either being auctioned, but especially being sold on the secondary market. And the ones that are listed on the secondary market, the prices are outrageous because there's there's only one or two of them on there. So people are listing them for prices that if you were in season, you won't even get anywhere close to that. Um, so it, from from that sense, it's very discouraging to kind of try and go out on baseball cards, which is why or buy baseball cards, excuse me, right. um, which is why I'm excited for them to, to really start ramping up auctions again. But um, I mean, you can throw out some offers on there. I threw out a couple offers to people that either got declined or countered a couple of times and, and you meet in the middle. But I mean, there are some managers that are, are listing a card at 0.5 ETH that in season it's going for 0.002. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like, like, I understand that you're trying to shoot get someone shot, to King. buy it and shoot, shoot your shot. shot, but like, shoot at the same shot, time, man. yeah, like you're not holding on to this card. Baseball season's going to start and you're just, you're stuck with this card now and you're not taking any money on it. Hey, I never thought I would sell that Zubox Super Rare for 1.1 each, but someone bought it and he had, a, <laughs> he had a horrible game immediately after that. So there you go. Hey, some, sometimes you got to do it. At this point, yeah. I'm starting to do the same thing on like little Yo, rotational look. guys that I know kind of it takes one injury or, you know, you one back spasm. One. Just, I bump right. him up there. And if he sells, he sells. If not, well, he's just going to sit at the bottom pit of my uh, my galleries. I have bought, maybe this would be, an, I don't know if this is instructive or not. I have bought, since baseball season ended, I bought three cards. Wow. I bought, I bought one rare and two limiteds. And uh, two of them were Texas Rangers, and one of them was Ozzy Albies because I just wanted to like get my hands on him uh, since he came back late at the end of the season last year. Uh, NBA, I may buy no card. I I would predict that I will buy zero cards in, in the off season. Uh, mm -hmm. My because because it's an L10 based game. There's just really like unless you knew someone was going to be a quote unquote cheat code card for the first game week when NBA came back in the fall, maybe that person would have a little bit of a market. But like, why are you going to go out and and invest in something that's such an unknown variable uh going, going ahead into the next season so um i don't know if they're i I'd assume they're not going to like reset any uh of the L l10s they're just gonna that stay would be that, you know man's yeah i, I hope they <laughs> don't, do don't even everyone's, speak that everyone's into the metaverse for the first week uh, yeah i don't know if so rare wants to hear this but i'm looking at my gallery right so i have uh 88 i have 100 i have 98 let's call it 100 uh basketball cards right 10 super rare 28 rare 60 limiteds and i 
am scrolling down through my page. I bought a Keldon Johnson rare card today for 75 bucks, 0.04. It was about similar. It was right in that range of his last 10 sales or whatever. So not neither high nor low, I would say. But I bought him for the U23 competition. Rare U23 was interesting to me. I needed one more guy to fill out a lineup. Keldon Johnson good. Seemed fairly cheap at 0.04 compared to some other rare prices, rare cards I bought this year. So, so I bought that today, right, right, like an hour and a half before lock. So I'm looking back at before that. I'm looking at three, seven, eleven, fifteen, uh, nineteen, twenty-three, twenty. I'm looking at twenty-five rewards uh, in the last two months in my collection. Back, going back to my previous purchase before today, I, I bought a Daniel Gafford limited like two months ago, and then since then it's all rewards. And I just, I just think like that may be the problem with the NBA, like long term, is that like there's just no need for me to buy cards. I have a hundred cards. I can play all the competitions I want. I could definitely improve my rare cards. My rare cards kind of suck, and my even my super rare cards kind of suck. But like you, I in super rare contender, I've had these scrubs that have just like won every. I don't win every week, but every few weeks, my scrubs come through and get me into a tier four or tier three super rare card. So I've been able to win some super rares with guys that I, you know, relatively didn't spend that much on. And just like, why am I going to go out and buy the, you know, the under 23 made me go buy a Keldon Johnson. And that's what they're going to have to do is like find ways to like spur purchases through these, uh, 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 you know, niche competitions. Cause like, there's just really no need for me to ever re- truly buy another NBA card again, to be perfectly honest. Like, I could have, mm-hmm. I, I could slightly improve my results, I think, by investing in better rares, but why do I need to? Like, I, I'm playing rare champ, rare contender, and I'm winning decent rewards. I Now, again, I'm not lighting the world on fire. I'm not winning T1s. I'm not, I'm not even really winning T2s, but I am winning a lot of cards that, like, become valuable and in play. Right. And, like, like, so it's just weird for me, like. That that I think might be, and that realization. I certainly can't be the only person who this uh, you know falls into this demographic. So it's like um, it kind of like when you wonder like why is the market down? We met, we talked about all those other factors and uh, you know the outside world, politics, uh, global economy, you know the soccer situation. Uh, but ba- basketball NBA may have that one slight weakness in that like I'm always looking to buy add more soccer cards because like there's just so many competitions and so many leagues around the world and like. I'm always feeling like, ah, oh, maybe I should, you know, go pick up another forward or midfielder or whatever in soccer. In NBA, I don't feel that pressure at all now that I'm up to about 100 cards at all. Yeah, and I think that was one of the concerns that I think were brought up very early on in the game when it was, are certain cards going to be too overpowered? Are they going to be able to create a game that kind of gets around that? And at the beginning, I think it did. And now it's looking like that might just have been because Nobody really knew the fleshed out strategy or what really worked because the game is new to everybody. But now that we've had, you know, weeks, months in this game, a lot of collections have been built up. We're starting to realize that you can kind of get away with owning a very small amount of better guys than the rest and kind of get by and some weeks they'll hit and you'll win a massive rewards. But the rest of the time you can kind of churn out, you know, rewards here and there that because of the nature of the game eventually end up paying out and, getting you some profit to turn into another card. Again, not putting more money in. You're just kind of churning rewards. And what do they need to do, Alec? Is there something they could do? Do they need to rework the game the offseason or maybe just continue to add more competitions like everyone's been preaching about? Any content creators that you listen to or about the NBA? It's a constant going back and forth. It's cool that you're giving us new competitions, but they're not sticking around. What's 
what's what's on your mind now like what what is what does this make you feel yeah i mean it's 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 very tough because yeah, i mean yeah like we we talked about it on one of the earlier ones you could really get away with i mean this was also before they added all the new competitions you could really get away with having a gallery of 15 cards and being set and never going above that number um, cause I mean, you can have a, an incredible gallery, but you can't play half those guys because of the cap mode. Um, and it's great that they're adding in all these different competitions, but then when you get stuck with, you know, a veteran or U 23, like for me, half of the cards that I own, I can't set a lineup in that. Like I can put three, like I have for veterans right now for, for next week, I think I can put in four guys, but two of them would actually play the other, like one of them's PJ Tucker, who I don't really play anymore. He's just, he fits the mold, but like <laughs> PJ, yeah. Like it's guys that you wouldn't really play. And so like, I could play them, but now I'm 40 points below the cap. And it's like, like, what are we doing here? So I, I think it's kind of tough. I mean, I would like to see, I think if you're going to do a constant every week, I think maybe doing no cap every week, just to kind of allow managers to fully play at least the yeah. best cards in their lineup. Now, whether nope. they want to throw them, no cap should be every game week. That's yeah. it's not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like you could throw your best players all in no cap. You could kind of spread them out between champion contender and no cap, but that way you're at least playing your top th- theoretically, you're playing your top seven cards week in and week out. Um, whereas right now with just the two, or even when you get to East and West, like you still have to kind of spread them out and it's, it's teams just aren't super balanced. So I think that's kind of the whole cap mode makes it very difficult. And, you know, it, it's, it's tough because on the baseball side where there's no cap, the only limit is positions. Like you can have a huge gallery and it, it it's perfect because you can play matchups. You can play how many games are that week. You know, you can play what stadium they're playing in, who's hot, who's cold and all that on, on the basketball side, you're really just stuck playing what their L10 is. I mean, there's times where guys have a great matchup. They'll have two to three games in that game week, but you just you can't fit him in. You're playing some guy with a low L10 that's got one game against a really good defensive team, and and there's just nothing you could do about it. So, yeah, I, I think if they added no cap across all divisions, honestly, well, I don't really know what it's like in, in unique or not, but um, really, I guess we'll just call it all divisions just to make it make it even. But like you do a no cap through there, you know, managers are playing their best cards. You're not throwing Trey Young and Joel Embiid in um, in training. You know, you're. You know, as as Laird posted about on on Twitter one time, and granted it was on the soccer side with his common cards, but he's got all these cards that are just sitting in training lineups doing nothing they can't use. This way, you're at least you're using more cards, you're getting that utility that you paid for, and I think in that sense, it's really going to at least somewhat boost the market up a little bit. It's it's going to come back down eventually, but you are kind of getting a little bit of of a bump and kind of raising the floor in in some sense. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they have to do something. Right. And maybe, maybe it is, maybe we're trying to see the bright side of this. Like, Oh, it's just a correction, but maybe there is something fundamentally wrong with the game. It's in its first year. I don't really know how football went in its early years. Cause I wasn't really there, but is this, is this just normal? Is this the normal ebbs and flows? I mean, there's, there's almost 10,000 people playing the limited competition, which compared to football, that's not a lot at all. Would, would you say that this has been a successful season? Like they're, they're doing good. Right. Like, even though obviously there's issues, like, would you say that it's been a successful launch of the game and there's something here that maybe you want to be buying this dip? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've still had fun. I know I've complained about so rare in the platform multiple times across every episode, but I mean, I'm still having fun with it. It's, it's still growing. Um, It's, it's essentially just another form of fantasy basketball, which, 
I mean, as a, as a big basketball fan, I love that aspect of it. I always kind of look at it more as a, as an entertainment value than a true, you know, dollar and investment, you know, side of it. But I mean, it's, it's fun to be able to play, you know, you have the private leagues where you can play with friends now, like we've been doing that for a while. So like, it's fun to be able to do that, to see how, you know, how good your knowledge is or, you know, how well you can manage an L10. You go with, you know, four guys with a very high L10 and one just scrub who's going to put up a zero or in your case that you've done a couple of times, or, Hey, the negative three, that that somehow <laughs> still hasn't been caught just yet, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that's still, I mean, I'm having a great time with it. It seems like there's still positive feedback kind of mixed in with all the the negative rants on, on Twitter and all that, but, um, it, it still sees, seems like there's, you know, positive feedback that's out there and, and people are still enjoying themselves. So I don't want that to get lost within all the, the negativity that's out there recently. Yeah. I, I was, I was starting to get worried for y'all. Y'all, y'all were starting to bring me down with a little bit of negativity. I don't want to buy cards anymore. Like, should, should I be worried? Should I not be buying cards anymore? Like. <laughs> Y'all, see, this, this is what happens. Y'all start talking negative, and all of a sudden, now I'm thinking negative, and I just want to sell up. What's going on? No, I I personally want to be buying the big dogs right now. Like, LeBron on sale. Giannis on sale. Luca on sale right now. If you had faith in this platform what? to pay $500 for Luca, why the heck would you not want to buy him at $200? Like, it's the, same, it's the same people that they're like, oh, if I would have heard about Bitcoin at $20, I totally would have bought it and I'd be holding it and I'd be rich. Be like, oh, really? It's a lot easier to say that. Now's you your put chance. your money where your mouth is. This is your this is your chance. This is your Bitcoin back at $20. Like, why aren't you buying it now? All of a sudden, you're like, oh, oh, oh hold on, buddy. Oh, oh, calm down. Like, bro, you like if you it doesn't make sense it's, how people are so willing to buy high. I, I paid five. I I this I'm half joking, but most kind of serious, which is I bought my Luca at $500 when they first game first started because I wanted to be playing at that point. And that's what it cost at the time. And I also wanted to have like the best Lucas I could get. So I wanted to build up the XP. Like my Lucas are all like 10% now. And oh, yeah. so like uh, that, that is a reason I, I it kind of, you know, it is kind of what you say makes sense. Like, yeah, if you bought a two at 500, why wouldn't you buy one at 200? But the, I just don't need one anymore. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Unfortunately, you can't do a no cap of five Lucas. It just it doesn't yeah, work that way. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> talk about talk about the game being broken at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> would you guys I and I forget who said this. Now I'm just like I'm like turning. I haven't talked to anybody in like two weeks. I was sick. It was just me on my couch, just miserable. <sighs> would you guys be down? And I forget who brought this up, but would you guys be down for them to have game modes with like positions, like actual positions where you had to choose positions and Maybe L10 too, or that maybe that'd be a little bit too much, but just straight up L10 position, just like throw it all out there, just full blown. Would, would that be fun or would that be like too much? I feel like that would stress me out. I think it's a specialty you could do it. I mean, I, I think going truly as a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, like the specific position, I think it could get tough. But if you just do two guards, two forwards in a center, or even two guards and then two four or three forwards are in a center, like you mix and match that way, like. I think that'd be fine. I mean, if you get two into positions, it it gets a little tricky because then it's kind of like middle infielders and catchers and baseball. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think as a, a specialty competition every now and then, that'd be that'd be pretty fun to see. More competitions, more competitions, <laughs> more competitions. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm, sick more, putting, I'm sick of putting Joel Embiid in training. I'm tired of it. See, the, the more we bring it up, right? The more they're, they're, they have to be listening, right? Somebody's listening. Somebody with power somewhere. They're li- if we just complain, big brother is always listening. If we put it out there enough, uh, yeah, my iPhone just yeah, Apple has the entire record of this conversation for sure. So. 
Uh oh. I don't, I don't we, want to. We know. laugh, but it's. They're big fans. Don't worry. They're big fans of the show. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's what's up. Where's Thank that you. sponsorship? Apple, what's up? Shit. Come on, Tim. Shit. Come on, Tim. Throw me a little <laughs> discount on my phone bill. She's expensive. Come on now. God. All right. Where are we going from here? Is there anything else you guys want? There's just been so much happening. Is there anything on your mind? Anything you've been thinking? Anything that you saw on the internet that grinds your gears? I feel this has been a very grind your gears show. I just had a general question. I can't remember if it was you, Jorge, or Trippin who brought up the the whole card swaps being broken. I haven't really noticed anything. So if you guys have kind of seen something that that's kind of stood out, I mean, by all means, I'm all ears for it. Um, I mean, it is. It does feel like it's based off price and not L10, which at times can be kind of frustrating. But mm-hmm. um, I can't remember which one of you said it. But I mean, I, I haven't noticed anything. But maybe I've also just kind of been blindly clicking through and haven't really been digging deep enough into it. Wait, what swaps? You're talking about card swaps? Did I make? Did I make that up? Did we not talk about that earlier? What did we? What? Did, Maybe we did. Well, I, not, not, now you, you got to come up with the topic now. Now you just got to no, keep going. I, don't, I like spotlights on you, bud. I, I thought that was during one of our. All three of us have kind of just gone on rants this episode, so it's all blending <laughs> together. Um, so maybe maybe I kind of just misinterpreted, but I, I thought that I I caught something at the the swaps being broken or or something like that. But um, maybe I maybe I didn't. In which case, swaps are going great. Um, we love we're swaps. All, we're all doing yeah. well. So swaps for has we yeah. haven't really we haven't traded our way from uh, Joe Ingles up to Giannis yet, but we're we're trying still, right? <laughs> No, I did get an onto Takumpo one week. Um, it was not the good one. It was one of the brothers. Yeah, but, it was uh, the, we're yeah, we're going to yeah. count that as a as a win. Can I be honest with y'all? Speaking about swaps, I don't remember who I swapped last week. Ooh, or two weeks ago. Now you see what happens. You see yeah, what happens. See, two weeks ago. Does anybody? Yeah, I've been. Trying, I've been. Uh, I've been. I've been doing my MLB swaps every day, trying to get uh, Rangers comments, and they 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 are stingy, man. They don't give them up, like. I trade any anytime I have an Angels card, I try to trade it for a Ranger. <laughs> it works, so there you go. Hey, but hey, who knows? In the middle of the season, MLB is going to be like, "Oh, you having fun with all these commons? Guess what? You can't use them anymore." Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Burn me twice, so rare. Burn mm-hmm. me twice, not a third time. Y'all lucky I don't play baseball. Oh, he <laughs> burned me a third time. <laughs> not today. Not today. Well, anyways. It's been a pleasure talking to y'all. I'm just, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm all ranted out. Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. I hope I didn't go on too many rants myself. You know, I, I, uh, it's my guilty pleasure. So appreciate it. No, so, no sometimes it is, it is always fun. It, it is always, always fun a having, you, having on. you on. Listen, it's gonna be okay. This is me coming quiet. Turn down your volume. Let me whisper in your ear right now. It's gonna be okay. Okay, your silver bags, they will be okay. You'll make that money back or not. I don't know. It's not financial advice. Jorge guarantees okay. it. Stamp of approval, baby. It's just a fun game, I thought. Right? It's just, it's just for fun. Whoosh.